episode three, Next Generation Leadership, Bruce Wirt, Michael Rosales-Peterson. And Michael, we have an awesome guest coming up today, and we'll talk about that in just a second. But I just want to remind everybody, if this is the first time that you've stumbled upon this fine podcast, go back and find us. Search for Next Generation Leadership on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast. Wherever you listen to your music and your podcast, please, we're on there. Subscribe, <laughs> subscribe and rate and review. Uh, that's how we grow. And we hope that you're growing from listening to the fantastic conversations we're, ha- we're having. We had Ken Mercer on, uh, a yes, telecom Nancy. executive veteran. Um, Nancy Ridge. Yeah, like Nancy Ridge last week. And who do we got this week? So today we have Tina Gravel, and she is an award-winning executive, author, public speaker, and she is such a powerhouse in the tech space. I can't wait to pick her brain and get some information out of this legend. I met Tina Gravel for the first time at a, an event called Tech Connect. And I think we were in Arizona. I'm not, I don't remember exactly, but she was uh, dancing around the stage in a cowboy hat or oh, a cowgirl hat. And you have to ask her about that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. <laughs> My wife said too, just before we get into it, she's like, you know, everything that you do, all of your videos, you're wearing a quarter zip with a shirt under it. People are going to think that you either record all these things on the same day or you wear the same thing all the time. So make sure your colors are a little bit different each time. So this is today. (laughs) The last one was blue. Yeah. Awesome, Bruce. You got to love your wife. You know, she's the only one that would point that out. (laughs) <laughs> very helpful amanda um don't love don't, her. don't friend her on facebook but you can find her on linkedin she's an audible reader so if you're writing books and you want somebody that's really talented at reading and getting your stuff on audible she's the person same she's last really name. good too Cheap plug really really good <laughs> All right. Tina Gravel from AppGate is coming up on the other side of the break. Don't go away. Next Generation Leadership with my friend Micah. And we'll be back after you listen to this Telesystem commercial. In a world where businesses are striving to adapt, connect, and evolve, we're here to bring you more. More freedom to work how and where you want while keeping employees connected, productive, and engaged. More flexibility to customize solutions to tailor a simple, more agile network. And more security for an evolving cyber landscape with around-the-clock access to hands-on technical support. It's time to explore more. Welcome back. Next Generation Leadership, Bruce Wirt, Micah Rosales-Peterson. And Micah, we've been talking about an awesome guest that I'm a little upset about. I'll get into that a little bit later on. But go ahead. Who do we have? Oh my God, we have Tina Grable here. How are you? Thank you so much for being here with us. We appreciate you. Well, I'm very honored to be here. And, uh, you know, thanks for having me. I'm very fond of you. So when you asked me, everybody's fond of me. Yeah, how can you not be, right? What's not to like? Yeah. So, oh, Lord. Uh, it's not about me, guys. It's all, <laughs> all about me. today. <laughs> so, Tina. You are such a powerhouse. Like I've been watching you on LinkedIn. I've been like following you because you're you're so amazing. You have such an incredible brand presence. How did you get here? Because I know your your path was a little different. You weren't supposed to be in IT. Yeah, I, I wasn't. Um, yeah, I had uh, 
I'd left school and um, immediately thought that I was going to be, you know, going to law school and become a lawyer. That was the thing in my family that, you know, that you did. And, and most of my time was spent at Amherst College. Um, and, you know, you, you come out of there thinking you're going to be a doctor, lawyer, or an author or something. It, 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 it wasn't, I wasn't prepared to be a salesman. We'll put it that way. <laughs> uh, but uh, law school was too much for me at the time. And I was running out of money. And uh, I asked uh, a friend to help me um, get, you know, retain a position. And I was put, uh, you know, he knew me better than I knew myself. He said, you'd be a great salesperson. And so I went to work for Mobile Chemical. And what I found out there is that I could, I could sell, but that I didn't like this, the idea of, of a consumer uh, brand. I did not like the idea of something that was uh, more commoditized. I liked the idea of, you know, something that would take some digging to sell. And I started doing the research about, you know, medical devices, um, computers, you know, things like that, things that would maybe use my education a little bit more because I, I am very curious. That is definitely my personality. And um, I, I ended up getting offers from DEC back then. Uh, that's a, you're too young to even know who that is. Uh, but Micah, that's a company uh, that used to be um, an IBM. And uh, I was in, an, it was in, uh, I was dating a person and we were in a, uh, a bar near the airport in Chicago and his boss came in and I was talking to him and, and this fellow I was dating said, oh, she, you know, she's about to go to work for either IBM or DEC. What do you think she should do? And he said, well, why aren't you coming to work for us? And he, uh, little did I know, uh, McDonnell Douglas was facing, um, you know, reporting to the EEOC and needing, you know, minority hires because they were working with the federal government. And so uh, they desperately needed women and, uh, and minorities. And he, I guess he figured if I was good enough for IBM and DEC, I was good enough for them. <laughs> and the, the thing about McDonnell Douglas was that they had a very extensive training program. I mean, theirs, theirs put IBMs to shame and IBM had an, ex, you know, a fantastic one. Plus they were, you know, they were going to pay me $7,000 more money. And back then being so young, you know, I just thought that that sounded wonderful. And they had a brand and, and it was a big name to me. Now, of course, at the time, I think my dad said, why would you work for anybody other than IBM and be in computers? You know, I did get a little of that, but it was really a wonderful thing. And I loved working there. And um, so that got me started. And they taught us how to program and they taught us the technology. And, and it was a long, long training program. And, and when I came out of there, I came out of there ready, you know, ready to sell technology with a lot of, a lot of good background. So a kind of training they just don't do anymore. And I feel very, very fortunate. Yeah, that's, that's one thing I wanted to say is that's, it's almost gone by the wayside. Now it's like, take, take two online classes and get out in the field. And if you don't succeed, we're going to replace you with the next person. It's so much different than, than it used to be. And, and I, I think, you know, I, I'm kind of in between, you know, I think there is, there's intense pressure in this marketplace to perform as a company. So yeah. you need people to be productive and successful faster than maybe it was 30 or 40 years ago. 
but there should be some kind of a, uh, a happy medium where right. you're not just sending people out there saying, all right, you know, <laughs> go do it with no product knowledge. Yeah. And product knowledge is, is a lost art, I feel like, in, in this day and age. Yeah, I think I think the selling component and the product knowledge, you know, go hand in hand. I'm very fortunate. AppGate, um, I don't know if you, we had a really good week this week. We announced that we're going to be going public and uh, we were, uh, we're doing a merger with Newtown um, and it's just fantastic. But one of the things that we've been doing really well, even as a smaller company is onboarding our employees. And uh, we have a, a gentleman that runs it and he's just fantastic. And that's been, that has, that has done a world of difference for us because as, as folks come in now, they're getting a nice, you know, and it's not extensive, but it just helps so much because you're not, and, and they've said to me, you know, I've gotten so much more than I've gotten from other companies right. and thank you. And we have disruptive technology. So if we didn't do that, it, it just wouldn't work. It just wouldn't. Um, they, they'd be floundering and it would take them a lot longer to hit the ground running. So, um, so it's kind of like you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't, right? We better just put the time in, otherwise we'll waste it. So, you know, you're gonna pay, you're gonna pay. Real quick before okay. Micah asks, um, I, I, she's got a whole list, so. Oh, I no, wanna... I, I just wanna know so much. I had like something right there. <laughs> Go ahead. You, well, I, I just st- hold it, hold it, write it down. Okay, I'm holding it. We can't get <laughs> you away. You two from are it. funny. You two are really funny. <laughs> you know that. I'm holding here. it. I love uh, it. The the lawyer stuff. So I think, and and I didn't want to get too far away from this. My favorite show uh, is Boston Legal, all time. Oh yeah, me too. Alan Shore, Great Danny, show. you know, oh. Danny Crane. Oh, and love those guys. Yeah. I always look and. And, you know, sales and the courtroom is so yes. similar because yes. Yes. the lawyer is just doing the same thing we're doing. They're just selling to a jury. And yes. I've always felt like um, when I was growing up, you know, I, I always uh, was going to do something like this. And my parents used to say, you know, you're born to be a lawyer because you just keep shifting your message until you get what you want. <laughs> and I ended up, uh, you know, as an executive in, in sales. And I, I think they're very similar. So well, they are there's a similar a, path a, for you either way. There's right? a tenacity that yeah. you have to have yeah. to to win an argument. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and I believe that that is something that makes salespeople that sort of, you know, sets, separates the wheat from the chaff, right? That, that tenacity, you have to have it. When they say no, that just, that just invites you to come back right with it. Um, And then, and, and doing the research to understand those differentiators so that you have your argument, you know, up prepared ahead of time. These are things that you must do to prepare, you know, for any kind of uh, an argument, whether it be verbal, uh, you know, a verbal uh, report in a, in a legal brief or, or in a courtroom. So I, I think that's a very smart analogy. And, and I would agree. Now, a lawyer that's gone through three years of grueling law school would probably find that highly insulting. But you know what? Uh, in most cases, we make more money than right. we do. So I, say, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Micah, what was on okay. the tip of your tongue? Yes. So you say tenacity 
and resilience, right? right? When you started in this industry, there wasn't a lot of women. How were you able to maneuver and grow and face adversity as the minority? Like, what did you do? Because well, you're such a powerhouse and you're like, you know, you're everywhere now. So what did you do? Well, well, what's interesting is that 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 first sales class that I was a part of, um, I believe out of 25 people that were in it, there were very few white males. And those that were in that class were outstanding candidates. They were uh, probably out of the military, MBAs. I mean, just phenomenal. We, I mean, if you looked at me and what I had to offer and he had me next to one of them, they, they complete, I was completely outgunned. I can remember going to a presentation and being in front of all of the class in addition to some executives and, and never presenting like that before and falling apart in front of them, okay? I was highly intimidated, um, but I'm not the kind of person that likes to fail. And so I kept at it, okay? And I came back the next day and I was able to do it. And there were some real kind gentlemen there that were running the training that helped me and, and I'll never forget it. After five years, I was one of only two of the minority candidates left in that class. Wow. wow. So um, I, I can't tell you why, except that you know, like I said, there was something in me that really wanted it to work. Mm. Um, the other thing that happened is, um, is that I became a number one sales rep there. And I made, um, I had the president tell people I made more money than he did. And um, that kind of confidence was applied to me. Mm -hmm. I, I, and it took a long time for it to sink in. I mean, clearly, I, I, are you talking about me? Hello? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, I'd go up on stage, I'd get the awards. I, oh, thank you. I was cashing the checks and spending as, you know, clearly, but, um, but I wasn't internalizing it for a long time. It took me an awfully long time. And I, I'm still coming into my own, you know, so, oh, wow. I, so um it's not done yet. Uh, I, I've, I've got another chapter here, you know, yeah. so um, that's, that's one of those four P's that I always talk about perseverance. And the last two things that you talked about were really perseverance, you know, fighting through adversity. And that is such a key component to success, you know, find your purpose, do it with passion, but perseverance really is going to take you to that next level. So, uh, so important. Yeah. And I love that attitude that you have, that your chapter is not done, right? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. and I feel like every single day we have a story to, to write in our journey. And, mm -hmm. you know, we always have to have that mentality that, you know, it's never really done. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I love that you have Absolutely. that. You know, the good thing is, and I don't know if this is age or if this is knowledge, I really don't know. I'd like to think that I'm wiser, uh, but when I was younger, I think I was motivated by fear a lot, uh, fear of failing. I, I tend to be motivated more now by, by wanting to be excellent, wanting to do my best. And, and that's, that to me, I think is more sustainable. And I think that it's, I don't know, it's, it just feels better than yeah. always being frightened, you know? 
Yeah, definitely. And um, so what men have you seen help you during that journey? Because, you know, Bruce is my ally. Uh, That's awesome. Well, I have, you know, our CEO and our CRO are just at AppGate. I mean, and I'm not just saying this because I don't have to. I don't have to tell you anything about about these guys. Right. And our chairman, uh, they have uh, two of out of the three I've worked with for um, or goodness, since 2007, long time. Yeah. And one of them I've worked with since 2000. And so, I mean, I know them very, very well and they know me and they are just, uh, just phenomenal people. And um, the other gentleman uh, I've only worked with for about a year and he is one of the best managers I've ever worked with. Um, so I'm very, very fortunate that I am continuing to be around people that appreciate me, help me grow um, our, our you know, mentor quality management. Um, I can see them and I can see things in them that they're continuing, you know, to get better at and, and it helps me want to continue, you know, we're not, we're all not sitting still here, you know, we're going from being a hundred million or so to now we're going to be a billion, you know, and uh, that's, that's going to stretch us all, I think. Um, my friend, the CEO sent me a text that said, buckle up. <laughs> he didn't say buttercup, but he said, buckle up. So I always was like, "Woo, <laughs> I know it's coming. Um, but it, I can't wait, you know, uh, this is going to exercise new muscles and it's fun and it's a little bit scary and, and a lot, and it's very exciting, you know, now I'm just going to warn you about something. I yeah. am on the third floor of my home on the lake in Indiana, and I can see out the window that the uh, Amazon truck has pulled up. It's okay. <laughs> and and I, have, right? I have dogs yeah. and uh, I probably he's not going to come all the way up the stairs, but if he does and he does ring the bell, just saying. It's um, okay. All right. <laughs> we have a big sign outside that says, do not ring the doorbell. Uh, something about animals will bark, children will wake that's up. That's a good idea. Really mad. You know what? I'm going to do that. I think Get that's it. Excellent idea. That's an excellent idea. Yeah. The the thing that you'll hear from me is uh, I'm I'm in the basement. That's uh, that's my pandemic office. And uh-huh. you see, I got my collection of memorabilia that's, back there. I was just gonna say that looks awesome. Yeah. Uh, but I get my my two year old running back and forth. Uh, in the kitchen's right above us, and and on the hardwood floor, her her steps are very hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's got to get her footing. She's still getting her footing, right? Yeah. That's, I guess that's everyone's reality in this pandemic, right? You're going to see kids running around. You're going to hear dogs bark. It's just our new normal, right? Yeah, it is. It is our new normal. And um, it, I, parts of it are so, are so charming. Yeah. yeah. You know? Um, well, you get to, uh, you get, you experience people, you know, in the old days, old days, a year ago, um, <laughs> A year ago, literally a year ago, Amen. when you're on a call and your dog barks, you're so embarrassed and yeah. right. kids in the background. Oh, my God, they're going to know I'm not in the office. And right. now uh, we get to meet your dog and we get to know yeah. your kids. And yeah. um, as much as we're kept apart, we're together more than we've ever been before. And yeah. and it's amazing. It is amazing. I um, uh, I don't know if you're aware, I wrote a little a chapter in a book. I was going to just ask you about that. But. Yeah, now I'm, uh, I'm, I've actually, I'm part of a number one bestseller on, on Amazon. And um, it's called Leading Through the Pandemic, um, uh, Unconventional Wisdom, no, 
what is it? I always get this wrong. I, sh I should get this right, but it's leading through the pandemic and it's uh, um, wisdom from unconventional leaders, you know, and there's 25 of us and we all contributed a chapter. And mine, uh, my title is um, from five star hotels to five hours of Zoom. But one of the things, one of the things I that it. I share is that, um, is that the humanness of mm -hmm. being able to see, you know, first of all, you can't be uptight about this stuff, right? It's just happening. It's like, it's all happening, right? And we're getting to know these, you know, I invite the kids into the into the frame when I hear them, you know, we, that gives we, me anxiety when my son is like, over yeah. here. Oh no. You, you know what? I just invite him in. It calms everybody down. The child enjoys it. I love seeing the children and the animals that to me, that's fun. But what's interesting is that, you know, everybody just calms down when you pull it in. It's just a, a crazy phenomenon. When we try to push it away, it stresses everybody out. And, and it's a real good metaphor, I think, for how life works, you know? Right. Uh, when we try to force uh, things, I think, that, I think that's like kind of like a, a Buddhist thing, although I'm, I'm, you know, that's not my, my uh, religion. Uh, I, think, I think there's something to, to be said for kind of going with the flow when they say, when they say go with the flow. And I've never been a go with the flow gal. I've always been so type A, so driven that, um, that it was, it, it actually became a, a hindrance. Not it affects your mental health, you know, well, and that's like what the pandemic is doing that. That's what happened. So I do talk about that. It's a very personal story. I talk about how I was depressed, how the non-traveling and the non-public speaking, um, how that, you know, it, it affected my ego. It affected um, how I felt about myself and the not running hard, you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that really affected me. And, and what happened is a quite a beautiful thing, actually, because what it did is it forced me to really look at myself. And what was happening is that in the stillness that I've been able to uh, enjoy, I've learned things and I've become happier, much happier. And I hope that I can keep this going and that I don't automatically jump right back in to a situation um, when it comes back, you know, um, I don't think I will. I think we're all going to, you know, this whole thing about, oh, they need you at a meeting in London and then you have to be in California. And then, you know, I, I hope that we've learned that, that that's not necessary anymore. Um, and I hope that I put some discipline in my travel so that it becomes it becomes reasonable and and somewhat healthy, mm -hmm. um, not like it was because I I was so unhealthy. Um, yeah. I remember I remember you telling me you know a couple of weeks ago that you felt like you were rushing through life, you know, yeah. and that was mm -hmm. affecting yourself, everything. like your everything, everything. everything. Uh, I, I mentioned in the chapter that my parents used to say that I had two speeds, 90 <laughs> miles an hour and asleep. Yep. That's what they used to say. And, and uh, a very smart supervisor once said to me, yes, you do everything fast. And, um, and, and it wasn't a compliment, you know, and I thought, hmm, you know, what does he mean by that? You know, uh, 
never quite explored it at the time. I, I almost didn't want to know because I didn't see myself changing, you know, yeah. but anyway. I, I, I always tell people you have to slow down and understand what you're doing. And I think um, Micah knows this. I, I say um, <laughs> it's not about checking, checking it off your list to make sure you did it, but understanding it, understanding everything about it, and then performing it in your own vision. So not just executing somebody else's vision, which you're ultimately going to do, but it's your spin. It's like, you know, Randy Jackson on American Idol used to say, make it your own dog. And um, you really have to do that. You're going to perform the best, especially in sales, if it's your message coming from in here, not a script that you're reading from out there. Authenticity. Yes. And, and more than ever, because, because the pandemic, the one thing that it's done, I think is it's put everybody on such edge and such exhaustion that no one wants BS anymore. Right. Clearly. Right. Yeah. We're living in a a weird time, but you know, I hope that everyone learns from it because I think it's intentional. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I hope I have, I I don't, I don't really want to go backwards to where I was. Leadership. Um, you mentioned mentorship and people that have pushed you. Mike and I were talking before the show, just doing some prep. Um, my belief is, and and I'm a very empathetic leader, at least I think I am. There's probably, I don't know, 50 or 60 people that work for me in the past that'll say, yeah, BS, uh, <laughs> and leave some comments on the, uh, the iTunes store. But I, I feel like I'm very empathetic. But the one thing that is important to me as a leader is, transparency, not, I want you to know exactly where I, what I think and where I think you can improve, but I'm also open to your feedback on why you did what you did. And if your way is better than what I thought, and I'm missing something, I'm very open to changing. Um, And I think that that is something that leaders sometimes miss and and it's all about slowing down and processing uh there's some leaders that just want to do it their way so um leaders that you've worked under and then people that you've led how has that influenced you and what ultimately is your style of leadership when i was uh, an early a young manager that i was exactly uh, what you detest I wanted everybody to do it exactly as I had done it because I was successful at it. And I thought, if you do it just like I have done it, you will be successful too. (laughs) I I I was there too, by the way. (laughs) I had no idea. And then I had someone say to me, "Um, Tina, you know, somebody much higher up, Tina, if you, if you, if your people, this is exactly his exact words, if your people were happy, because you're they're very successful now, but can you imagine how much more successful they'd be if they were happy? <laughs> and I, 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 I said, they're not happy. <laughs> he said, no, you know, and, and I had to do a lot of work on, on emotional, you know, the emotional IQ or, you and 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 self-awareness and and it's still going on but 
you know, the one thing I will say is that my style now is, is very transparent. Um, it's very, uh, they, they, you could talk to anybody that works for me. They will tell you exactly where they stand with me. Um, I, I share a lot. Um, I, I also will share my own struggles, um, that I can, what I can share. I mean, there, you, you still have to, you have to filter because you're a leader and you, you don't, you know, you, you still have to be a leader. You can't be, you can't, you, you have to have boundaries, right? Yeah, um, people can't come all the way in um, because then, then there can be a respect uh, factor. Exactly. And, um, and my wife reminds me of that every once in a while. Cause I, I do yeah. tend to, um, you know, I'm a very empathetic and personal person me too. and, you do make mistakes sometimes about letting people in and um, and I think it does blur the lines and it can cause, um, you know, just respect uh, when, when you see somebody and, and they know about mistakes that you're making on your, on a personal level um, that, that maybe bleeds in and, and they look at you less on a professional level. So I, I do think you have to be careful. I, I like that. you yeah, said. I had a, um, I had, I've hired friends. Uh, mm -hmm. They weren't my friends before, but then, you know, you change jobs, they become sure. friends and mm -hmm. then they come back. And, you know, I've had to work really hard to keep the boundaries where they need to be. Mm -hmm. I, in fact, um, it even happened with me, the current CEO we have. He and I became friends when I was away from work. Well, we were peers and then we were friends. And then, you know, of course he moved up in the company. He stayed, I left, you know, and came back and, um, and I, and I've gone to him and I've said, how do you do it? How do you compartmentalize like that? And he's given me some tips and, and so I've gotten better at it. Um, but it was a challenge at first. And there were people that I couldn't work with again, because they couldn't get the boundary part. They yeah. just couldn't make that. They, they couldn't change. Um, when I tried to keep it separate, it, they, they just couldn't get it. It just, you know, it was too hard for them. And so, you know, we, they moved on and we're still friends outside work, you know? Right. Yeah. There's a boundary in the, in the workspace. And, and that's why you, you have to set expectations and manage to expectations. And if you do that and you just stay in that framework, then, um, and you're constantly communicative, then, uh, I think the boundaries, um, can exist naturally, right? There's there's no blurred lines, but I think it's very hard though when when you're friends with somebody to really um, deliver hard messages, or you're too hard. I mean, that can happen too. <laughs> well, or they think you're too, they think you're harder on them. Yeah, I would get that. You yep. know, you, you're and and I don't I didn't didn't think I was, but I may have been. You know. All right, I met you uh, for the first time. I think. Uh, maybe three years ago. And uh, I was very upset because uh, <laughs> Telesystem had just become a provider in uh, what we call in the telecommunications world, the Alliance Partners. And uh, shout out to Bill Power and Tim Bassa. Um, you know, they did a great job of putting that organization together, Bill, uh, you know, chairing it or leading it. Uh, lots of great people. Karen Fields. Oh, I'll yeah. stop we love those them. guys. They're good. Uh, They're awesome. If you're listening, Bill and Tim, we love you. We love you. Yeah. So they put on this great event called Tech Connect. 
and uh, we all got to go um, out. I forget where the destinations were, but they were two pretty good destinations, yeah. had a bunch of fun, and we all presented to uh, the Alliance, and we presented to the partners, and everybody had their own gimmick. And I felt like Telesystem at the time, we had a strong presentation. And then I met this uh, Tina lady who went up on stage and <laughs> sang the Beverly Hillbillies song and had costumes. And uh, I'm like, well, now we have no chance. Who does she think she is? And of course, you win the award and uh, you were a villain in my life up until about I mean, what 42 minutes ago. You know, see what you were missing. We could have been friends all this time. All this time, right? <laughs> well, I have to tell you, that whole concept, that whole thing came together the night before. And um, what had happened was, you know, we had a real straight presentation about co-location. I was working for Sixtera at the time, a cousin of Appgate. Um, actually, Appgate and Sixtera Appgate was part of Sixtera and we split off last year. So, so anyway, uh, you know, I was thinking about, I was thinking about, I, I had seen a bunch of these presentations. So I went to the team the night before and I said, you know, I'm watching the audience and I'm seeing the audience. I'm like, they are <laughs> working they are, on their computers, right? They are falling yeah. asleep. This is, this is terrible. And I want to win that award. We've got to do something that's going to, you know, that's going to, get their attention you know and I said and, and I've and I've come up with something so anyway so that so I tell them the the idea I said we got to go down to the store we got to buy some cowboy hats <laughs> and um and we're going to talk about uh the agent is going to be a fella named Jed who was a poor mountaineer barely kept his family fed until he came across some some gold called Sixtera Colo, you know, <laughs> and uh, and one of the guys is going to drive the car, and you know, and I'm I'll sing, I'll sing, I'll make the fool of myself. You guys got it. Somebody else got to be Granny, and so you know, and uh, well, they loved it. I know. So, one of my best, one of my best wor uh, works of art. Well, uh, <laughs> let me finish. Let me do the postscript though. Okay. All right. Once you come up with brilliance like that, you you have to top it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Expectations are real high after that. <laughs> okay. So the next year, of course, we are AppGate and we are showing up with our security solution. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to do um, who, you know, uh, what was it? Who shot, shot, shot the sheriff? No, or, no, it was something. Oh, who let the dogs out? I don't know. It was some kind of a song with you know, we're locking people up. We're going to, you know, we're going to, we're going to get the law out. And it was a song. Oh, bad to the bone. Bad, bad to the bone. Dressed up like a policeman. And none of my team would go on stage with me over that one. They didn't want to, they would, they were actually going around with bags of money and, that had a promotion on it. And they were dressed as the bad guys, you know, with the, with the bags of money. And they were, you know, but they didn't want to go on stage dressed up this time. And they were smart. They were smarter than me, <laughs> you know. Um, and so, you know, it just goes to show that, um, you know, what, what lightning doesn't strike twice in the same place usually. Right. So, 
Well, listen, I want to tell you that when Micah, you know, we go through the guest list and she mentioned your name and I said, oh, the lady with the cowboy hat. <laughs> and she had no idea what I'm talking I was about. Like, I don't know what he's talking about, but okay. It took, it took me a minute to remember too, quite honestly. <laughs> I had to think about what could it have. I, I mean, I, I have had moments of sanity over the years, you know, a couple here, yeah. there, and that. Not that many, so. Well, go ahead, Micah. Well, Tina, if you can leave us with one tip and one advice, what would it be? I got this from uh, a gentleman that I worked for years ago named Mike Schiff, and I use it all the time, and I nearly have to use it every single day. And it is the following. Never let yourself get too spun up uh, too happy or sad over anything mm. because chances are it's not as good or as bad as you think it is. Yeah. Okay? It's really not. Our emotions take us places all the time. And much of the time it's, in, it's what's in our head isn't always the reality of what's mm. really going on. And so if you, you know, if you manage yourself and you kind of think about it and think, you know, this is a feeling, this might not be for real, you know, you'll find that in a few days, it probably wasn't as bad as you thought, you know, or as good. That's the problem, you know, <laughs> when we're elated over something. And that's, you know, and that's really what goes on in selling. And, you know, I run the indirect channel at, at uh, AppGate and it's, it's, it's easy to get excited over good news and it's easy to get down about, you know, things. And it's my job to keep my people, you know, fairly even if I can, sure. while also having a good time. And, um, and so I think about it a lot. So that's what I'll leave you with. Yeah. You know, it's funny and uh, said in a different way, that's, um, that's where the term sleep on it um, comes from, I yeah, think. Right. Because there's so many times that, you know, you go to bed at night and, you know, you just had something awful happen or, you know, dreadful news came right. and you wake up the next day and you say to yourself, well, it, it's not that bad. Or, you know, you're elated over some, something, some piece of news and you wake up the next day and, and you're like, well, that's silly. It's not that good. And uh, you really, uh, everything kind of um, evens out. So um, I, I always encourage people sleep on it before you truly have your reaction um, because it's not quite as, uh, as much as your brain makes it out to be in the moment. That's right. That's a good one, Bruce. I like it. Sleep on it. Why don't you go sleep on it? Sleep go on sleep it. On it. <laughs> yeah, sleep on it. Yeah, get my yeah. cowboy hat. I don't have that hat. I left it in San Antonio. I did not take it home on the plane. I, I left it for the uh, housekeeper. I like you a lot better than I, I liked you 48 minutes ago. Um, this okay. was great to get inside your mind. Um, I, I love, I can't wait to, uh, to read the book. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to go out and get that right away. It's 99 cents Kindle on Kindle. Wow. It's, it's not expensive. Uh, 99 cents. And um, if you're, uh, if you, if you are continue to be nice to me, I will send you both a paperback version signed by oh, me. Oh, that would be awesome. All right. Okay. No, I really like you. For having I really, me. really like you. Thank you for I mean, having me. I always like Tina. I always like Tina, so. Oh, yeah. Well, thank <laughs> you. I, um, 
I'm a warrior for women in tech and in the channel and, uh, you know, anything I can do to, to help with that. And I just want to, uh, applaud you, Bruce, for, Thank you. for having, uh, Micah in such a visible position because she's wonderful and she should be. And so on that note, Thanks. She's earned it, and uh, I never very hard. allow anybody <laughs> yeah. to to give me any credit for that. Um, and uh, I've told this story enough times about my yeah. dark. But <laughs> Tina, thank you so much. Um, awesome conversation. This is exactly what we like to do. We like to uh, humanize uh, business and and really get inside the minds of people. So we really appreciate it. And uh, we will see you on the road someday. I know it. Oh, yeah. When we get back to okay. hotels. I, I forget how you characterized it. You said um, uh, hotels to Zoom meeting. What was it? Five, five, hour? five stars to five hours. Yeah, Zoom, I like right? that. I like <laughs> yeah. that. Okay. All right. Watch Thanks, this Telesystem commercial. We'll be back on the other side to wrap it up. Uh, next generation leadership. Thank you, Tina. Thank you. In a world where businesses are striving to adapt, connect, and evolve, we're here to bring you more. More freedom to work how and where you want while keeping employees connected, productive, and engaged. More flexibility to customize solutions to tailor a simple, more agile network. And more security for an evolving cyber landscape with around-the-clock access to hands-on technical support. It's time to explore more. Next Generation Leadership, Micah. We had such an awesome conversation and with Tina Gravel, who was, uh, I think I called Gravel last week, so I'm very sorry. Yes, it's Tina Gravel, and it was so good. Oh my God, so much substance there that yeah. I'm like, I had to take so many notes. I have to re-listen to this again. You know, we're kind of, uh, this is our third episode. And by the way, please subscribe. Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, um, soon to be on iHeartRadio, um, looking to get into radio.com. Uh, this this, this uh, show is growing. This podcast is growing. Uh, YouTube, just uh, the weird thing about YouTube is they have to subscribe to Telesystem and people are probably like, I'm not subscribed to Telesystem. I'm a competitor. Uh, so find the link. I mean, just find us, connect on, you, on um, YouTube, on LinkedIn. And, yeah. uh, you know, we post a lot. So find the links to the shows, but subscribe on the audio platform because this is a growing show. We're bringing you the best minds in business. It's yeah. not just going to be telecom folks. I know that's what we did the first three episodes because, yeah. you know, we had to get our feet on the ground. Right. But, but it's going to um, be so substance. There's so many guests that are in various industries that are going to have so many amazing things to say. And, you know, I can't wait until they're on and you guys listen. Yeah, we go, well next week. Um, maybe we'll give a sneak peek into our Q2 guest list because you're yes. going to be amazed. There's some big A list names coming up. Yes. Really, really big, big names coming up. But the next one, who's next? Who's next? Who's next? <laughs> we have Reggie Scales, who's Reggie. the EVP and GM of the Applications Group in America at Bonnage. Which is a very long title. I think EVP and GM at Vonage. Nice. And and Reggie's been all over. I mean, he was a Paytech guy for 12 years. Paytech is one of those um, uh, companies where people, uh, Windstream eventually bought Paytech, but people identify with Paytech because it was such a strong brand. And very much like Telesystem, they were solutions oriented. They cared about the customer. Wasn't about price. It was about delivering the best solution 
And uh, they had such a great culture. People love Paytech. So we want to talk to Reggie about that. And um, yeah, and he was also the VP and GM at Comcast. So he had a very incredible career so far. Can't wait. Heavy hitter. The guest list for Q2 is amazing. And I appreciate your hard work. Uh, Between the two of us, we figure it out. Yeah, we (laughs) we definitely figure it out. And um, it's going to be an awesome list. And I can't wait until... Reggie Scales is on and we can get pick his brain. All right, rate and review on iTunes. That helps us grow. Subscribe on whatever platform you actually listen on. And until next time, which is about two weeks from now, we'll drop a new episode. This is uh, for Mike Rosales Peterson. I'm Bruce Wirt. We'll talk to you on Next Generation Leadership. Thank you.